0: It's a Tuesday evening and it's time for us to talk technology. Yippee! I know. I am so excited because today we're talking automation and its role in your business. And actually the future of your business. Anyway, if you are wondering what all of that means and its potential for you and all the other people who call themselves your employees or your partners, well, this is the conversation for you. So stay tuned in. This is City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean, and this is City Trends on 97.3 City FM. You can be a part of the conversation using our WhatsApp or Telegram number 0549 986 996. Send us a message either on WhatsApp or Telegram 0549 If you want to get interactive as well on Twitter, simply add the hashtag CityTrend when you tweet. We will see it and we will speak about it. So conversations about and around automation have come to stay. Everything from um, artificial intelligence and everything else that runs in between that um, has changed the way businesses typically run on a day to day. But what does it mean for you as an employee? What does it mean for you as a business owner? What does it mean even, you know, planning to start up their own businesses? And, you know, everyone who everyone else who falls in between those categories well that is what we are hoping to understand today with a conversation that we're going to have and um, we are going to do that with three people we have two gentlemen um, and one lady i'm going to give them a chance to introduce themselves and then we're going to jump straight into the conversation well gentlemen and ladies welcome to the show quick introductions ladies first
1: thank you philip thank you philip it's good to be here um, and good evening to all of our listeners as well. My name is Yvonne Champo, um, and I'm with the marketing team at Enterprise Computing, ECL. Nice. Hi, Philip. My name is Frank Asamwa. I am with the
2: software team. I'm the software lead of Enterprise Computing Limited.
3: Hi, Philip. My name is Marius, and I handle information security at ECL. that's That's why he's so slim though.
0: of everybody in the city he's the slimmest and um, yeah you can tell you can tell why so i mean let's let's set let's set the base conversation here i mean when we see automation automation of processes and an in, in a company or anything like that, what, what exactly does that encompass? You know, what 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 are we speaking about? Is this something that is you know up in the sky somewhere, <laughs> or is this something that we typically do every day but probably even don't even realize we're doing?
3: Okay, thank you, Philip. So I'm glad you decided to touch on automation in the first place. Um, the area I want to take you to is before automation, right? So right. What I wanted to talk about is modernization Mm. and the way we are handling modernization now, right, we look at modernization in terms of business modernization and then modernization in terms of technology, okay. Um, Having these two being said, right, we talk about something we call digital transformation and that is what organizations are preaching now and that is where organizations are heading towards Mm. in terms of digital transformation. Mm. Now you ask, um, what is digital transformation? Basically, digital transformation is using digital technologies to transform or enhance your business. And um, why, why would I say this? There are a lot of aspects in IT that um, handle digital transformation, okay? Uh, I'm sure you've heard about technologies like cloud computing. And there's a saying we say that if you don't innovate, you get left behind. Mm. Okay, And businesses are, have recorded high return on investments when they digitize their processes mm. because you have a higher turnaround time your time to market is faster and essentially it is about customer satisfaction and your customers are getting
0: more satisfied right and hopefully you have less you know to worry about exactly as, as an employee so you don't have to go home at weekends and be thinking and
3: worrying about <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the biggest worry of every <laughs> it person I know, if your systems are crying, if your processes are not steady, mm. you'll be getting caught in the middle of the night every day. <laughs> I know, and right. we don't want that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in speaking about modernization, we try and align both the business side and then the technological side. Mm. And that's where digital transformation comes in. And that's where organizations are heading towards right. as we speak. Right? right? Some of the things that um, go into digital transformation, as I mentioned, cloud computing. right? Um things like the blockchain, I'm sure everybody has said our cryptocurrency, mm. things like, um, I mean, there's a whole lot, Internet of Things, IoT devices. Um, right now, we have devices that can communicate with each other, sort of like they are smart devices, right? And we find ways of embedding all these into our business processes mm. just so that we can make the customer happy mm. in the long run. Mm. Okay. And one other aspect of digital transformation which is very crucial and essential is automation mm. which mm. you mentioned earlier uh, it, we take automation as a very broad subject right um there's automation happening every day as we speak um previously i use my mom as an example she used to drive a manual car mm. and she didn't like driving mm. she didn't like driving at all she was I, looking for I someone to drive it, it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if if i was driving Monra, i wouldn't <laughs> like it I.
3: yes exactly and um because of that she, when she has to go anywhere she's looking for someone once it's a long journey she's looking for someone to carry her mm. along right then came automatic transmission and um, vehicles amen. amen and everyone was happy all the ladies are behind the wheels and they can pause in traffic and do some makeup before they continue. <laughs> you know, even
0: <laughs> even. all of us, all of us are behind the wheel.
3: <laughs> so that is one of the aspects of automation that is happening in front of our eyes every day, mm. but then we are actually not noticing it, mm. right? Um, there are several areas we could mention. So, uh, look at this, for instance: you enter a room and then you have to look for where the light switches and turn it on. Mm. Now there are rooms you enter and then all of a sudden lights are on. There's inactivity for a while and the lights are out. There's some automation going on in there. Mm. And that's those are the kind of things that we are talking about. And the way that it helps businesses to save cost, it helps businesses to improve, um, I mean, return on investment, basically, and mm. gain um, uh, returns, right?
0: From, from what you're saying, it's like, in, when you look at a business from top to bottom, it's like, you can fit it into literally every single aspect of it. Exactly. Like every part of how a business runs can have a certain level of automation fed into it mm-hmm. or right. woven into it. Am I to understand yeah. that to, to be the case? You won't.
1: Absolutely, Philip. And I think I'd also like to sort of share another example that mm. allows people to see how automation is really a part of our everyday lives. Think of previous banking processes. You know, back in the day, you'd walk into a bank, you see like 10 tellers sitting there. You know, it's a long (laughs) process... Of even trying to get you know your money, I remember going to the bank with my with in my mom and you know just sitting there waiting to when, be able to withdraw money. When
0: is lunchtime? And I'm they telling have you, to go
1: for <laughs> you know, and there's there's always this one teller that keeps disappearing and reappearing, and we oh never know what God. he or she is doing. Whether
0: it's photocopy that she's going to Chalet. do oh, like you just have no idea.
1: You know, so yeah. but nowadays we have ATMs and ATMs are automated teller machines. Mm. So people are actually benefiting from automation in you know all sort of ways. You don't have to walk into the bank mm. every single time to withdraw money. You can. There are ATMs now that allow you to deposit money, to cash checks. Actually, mm. so I think that automation has really transformed the way we live, um, but even more so, it has transformed the way businesses run, because now you are focusing on more important things. Because. You know, there's something that can just make the process faster with fewer errors. Anyway,
0: mm. Yeah. Mm. that's 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 really interesting. And I mean, I, I, one of the things that I'm thinking about is, you know, if if for example we can have a hypothetical like um, business or a company, right? Like let let's 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 think through like let's just create a company in our head, mm-hmm. and let's just you know in a couple of minutes just try to see how the various components of that business. Is incorporating automation or some examples, real-world examples that we typically interact with every day. I don't know if you guys can can help us to to do that, just so the listeners can get a broader understanding of how we are automating a lot of the processes right. without even noticing it. Um, um, today I don't know if any of you can can help us to. I mean, you've, you've 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 given us some pretty lovely basis and examples as well. But I was just wondering if, you know, there are some other examples, like if we take any company or anything of a sort, what are some of the glaring examples of automation that are there for all of us to see? But sometimes we just take it for granted.
2: Okay, so I'll start with, um, for instance, you walk into a bank and then you want to open an account. You see, the bank will give you a, a booklet to fill. Now you fill and you leave it. They have to, in a way, find those information that it puts there into their system, how do they do it? Hmm. Now, previously, someone has to, has to now look at what you have written, and then they will do entry into their system, hmm. which the person can make mistakes. It depends on what the person is doing at the time. Maybe the person's um, tired, the person's angry, they make mistakes. But what's happening now is, once we fill that document, handwritten document, we scan that document into a digital form. Once it is scanned, there is um, a process that we build that extracts that's document the information on the document straight into the system. Mm. So we eliminate that human element of typing somebody's name wrongly and date of birth wrongly. Now putting junk data into the database. Uh-huh. So that that aspect of trying to get the information from that that scam document into the system is not done by any human. Mm. You understand? So that aspect is automation. So assuming you have let's say in a branch you receive hundred people opening an account in a particular branch in a day. And someone has to manually... Look at this booklet. They will let you draw and draw Charlie. landmarks where you <laughs> live and your next of kin, those things. to fill everything. Now someone has to enter all these into the system. Mm. And these are the things that... You see, the person will be trying to enter in all those things, maybe 100 people who have opened an account in a day. The person is working hard. It's hard work, but he's not working smart. Mm. Compare that with some... Um, a process, a bot that has been built or automated platform, which is, let's say... Two minutes to create an account for each person. Mm-hmm. Compare that with someone taking about fifteen minutes per person. Multiply that by hundred. Mm-hmm. That person is wasting a lot of time, which, mm-hmm. in, which is hard work. He's doing his work, but that is manual. There's a smart way of doing it. As Norris mm-hmm. mentioned, um, he he made it. He was uh, before we came was making an example like having a building and um, there's an elevator and there's stairs. Mm-hmm. Working on elevator means that you you are you are going. It's fine, but. If I use a little bit, you and meet me up there. That I'm smart. Mm. You are you are working hard, but I'm smarter. You meet me up there. The customer will be more happy if you open an account and you're able to get your data into the system at a very faster pace. You get into the account that you can deposit money. It's faster and you're more satisfied than someone now going to manually. And what if the person goes on 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 for for lunch? And now your account will open before 12, but then you get the data into the system by three. Mm. You have money to deposit what Mm. happens. Uh, So those are the things that happen currently are happening in the banks that Mm. It's, it's obvious and people don't even
0: know. We, we, we've come to see a lot of these businesses mm. who have, um, like when you're entering, mm. you know, there's this uh, right. um, sort of ID sort of yes. thing. Mm. Is that all part of yes. the automation that is all part process. of automation. Mm.
3: So let me give you a clear example. I entered into a bank and then right before getting into the permits, I mean into the building, the doors opened for me, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So I took a step closer to the door and then it opened for me. And then I stepped in. Once I got in, I got towards the I mean we are in the COVID era, right? So there's um hand sanitizers there. And I went close with hand sanitizer and then put my hand under. It. And what did they do? It brought out some sanitizer for me. I took it, I rubbed it around my my hands, and then I went towards um where the receptionists are, right? And then they gave me an ID card. They gave me a system where I had to log in with my Vista details. And then once I was done, the ID card I was given, I used to swipe, and then the the this thing got open for me, and then I walked in straight, right? Now, I entered into um, the banking hall, and there was this ticketing system. I took a ticket that would tell me which teller I have to go to, and um, so that I don't have to stay in that queue like we used to do in, the, in those days, right? So i know which teller is free and then it can be directed i'll be directed based on the ticket number i have right and that's a sort of like a queuing system that regulates the queue at the bank all these things i've mentioned tie into automation hmm. in the very like in the grand scheme of things right so automation is happening in there so i was like okay this is what doing a lot of automation but i'm not sure they even realize right. everything <laughs> that's what the they're way. doing because yes.
0: it's oh we we have this technology, and exactly. we have that technology, but it doesn't we don't seem to appreciate the broader umbrella that it all comes comes under but you know when when you talk about these examples, obviously it's making processes like you know much more efficient, it's making people more efficient, working smarter, but then there's obviously that bigger conversation as well that you know there are people who are kind of not being. Losing jobs, you know, like it's, it's, it's something that we can't seem to run away from. Like mm. the smarter things become, the more people would either have to either scale up or, you know, be kicked to the curb. And I'm just wondering, um, considering where we are in the world, you, it's, it's, it's a very uncomfortable conversation <laughs> to have.
1: It is, it is an uncomfortable conversation to have, Philip. And, you know, this is a real concern that a lot of people have. Mm. Um, and would dare say a misconception as well. Mm. But the thing is this, automation is not an option anymore, Mm. right? If businesses want to keep up with global trends, they want to be at par, they want to stay relevant, then they have to embrace the new technology. They have to get with the program, (laughs) really. Um, But the thing about, about, you know, the impact of automation on the workforce is that, It really, what it does is it frees employees up to focus on more strategic things. So if you have a lot of tasks to do, and like Marius and and Frank just mentioned, you're able to cut that time into half. Let's say worst case scenario, half. What it does is now you have the chance to do more actually and achieve more for a business. And so even though there is the running misconception that when people hear automation the hear robotic process automation they immediately think oh the robots are taking over mm. you know we are mm. going to lose our jobs but the truth is there's always a lot for the companies to do anyways so how the task then becomes how do we you know sort of channel our energies into the right spaces that align with our company's objectives our business objectives how do we do more really yeah
0: you, you mentioned robotics...
1: Robotic process
2: automation. Process automation
0: like what is that one too?
1: Okay, so robotic process
2: automation is um, the processes that businesses do, I think the backroom staff, the front office staff, what they do, mm-hmm. we build processes, software commands that help you. Um, it does it, Those commands help you with those tasks and freeze up your, your time. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, there was a use case that we built for a customer. The customer every day uses six to eight hours of generating reports, trying to go to this application, picking data from here, manually, six to eight hours. Every day has to do that, by close of day. So from 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 uh, getting to close of day, has to do six hours, generate you know, that report. Such a process, which is repetitive, which is rule-based. Rule-based in the sense that you know that if it is A, the direction should be, it should go to B. Mm. If it is C, you know the rules already. Mm. Such process that are repetitive, you don't you don't really need someone to be doing that every day, spending six to eight hours of doing that. Mm. When we automated that process, it was taking 15 minutes. Now take 15 minutes out of six hours. The, the five hours, 45 minutes can put into other things. So that's where we, we, we save on time and it increases productivity. Hmm. Because if I'm able to do 15 minutes of work, that will be, would have taken me six hours. I have an, a lot of time to do other things. So
0: basically robotic process automation are just those sets of commands that you would typically put together to automate you know some of the things business that you talked about business processes that don't change. You know it's a very it's, predictable, predictable, very predictable. You know, and then it just goes through the process. Exactly. That's basically what it is. Exactly. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. But I mean, back to that earlier issue that I, I was I was raising about you know skilling a workforce and getting a team skilled up. I mean, you typically let's say someone has a business that's what fifteen years old, and it would take quite a lot in terms of investment in the training, the people. These are, you know, people who've been with the business for so long. Mm. You can't look at just someone who's been with you from the very beginning. Oh, you can't do this one, so you have to go. Like, it's kind of difficult to be able to manage that. And I'm just wondering, you know, how do you, once again, how do you manage that balance? You know, because it would take quite a lot to, to make sure you train them. And it would take quite a bit as well for them to catch up, because of course everybody has their own, you know, skill levels and how they learn. But it's 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 it obviously won't be the easiest thing to do. And I'm just wondering, you know, for a business mm-hmm. that's doing the listening for anyone who's caught in that sort of conundrum, how how do they work that out? I what? mean,
1: it's like like you rightly said, it's not the easiest space to navigate. But that's where we sort of, um always. Recommending to our clients, for example, that there is a culture of automation that needs to sort of be built within the team, mm. and what this means is that people shouldn't be left out of the conversation. Um, and sometimes, you know, businesses will focus their energies on the main operations, and it's it, it's very important because businesses obviously have priorities, mm. but keeping you know the whole team along, even if they are not actively involved. In the aspects of the businesses that are going to be automated, they need to be carried along so they can it's really change management if you ask me, mm. and making sure that people are properly onboarded, people are aware that they are not going to lose their jobs as a result of this, and that this is good, it's not bad mm. um you know, and also making sure that for us, for example, what we have done. Um, is what we like to call fanatical support. Mm. You know, it's a word we throw okay. around a lot at the office. Okay. Fanatical support, which right. which basically means that we are always on, <laughs> and our engineers don't sleep. Mm. You know, so it means simply <laughs> that when <laughs> and myres is one of our engineers, so he knows what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, but once you you start thinking about automation, or once you start embracing automation as um, a key business solution for you, mm. it, what we do is to provide that, you know, support on ground. Um, and I think that really for us is something that we're really proud of to have internationally trained engineers on ground 24-7 around the clock, providing that support and allowing that change process to be properly managed internally so people are not afraid and feel like, okay, we're losing our jobs as a result mm. of this. Yeah. Mm. Well, let me
0: ask this. Which sector, mm. from your view in Ghana, is have Have you seen the most uptake when it comes to automation and automation processes in 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 their working uh, environment which which sectors typically take up automation very readily and which ones don't
1: let me let me start with those that actually do mm. so you see that we've thrown around a lot of examples from financial institutions
0: mm. I was thinking maybe it's because you guys have money <laughs> but <I don't>
1: <laughs> We want money, Ophelia. Oh, we want money. <laughs> okay. But yeah, a lot of a lot of um, financial institutions. So think the banks, think insurance companies, think extractive mm. mining, um, public, um, some selected public agencies. The truth is, um, a lot of companies can even hospitals, health institutions mm. can benefit from mm. automation. the The thing is this: as long as there's a lot of data being managed. A, where there are repetitive processes. Some of these are very predictable. They don't change. Once these processes are in place, then we can start looking at candidates for automation. We can mm-hmm. start thinking, okay, which part of our process can be automated? So mm-hmm. these these are the companies or the industries that typically are very open to automation. I'd, 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 I would not like to
0: talk about those <laughs> that are... <laughs> I, I want to know, like which sectors are are typically very um apprehensive when it comes to automative or automation processes for their businesses. In Ghana, for example.
2: I think for me, the the it's it's not about the sector. Even the ones that even just mentioned, some of them might have not every process can be automated though. Mm. There's some mm. processes that are like based on human judgments. Mm. Those ones you can't you can't predict. You can't mm. predict what the human would do. Mm. So those places you can't automate. So I, I see it as Every organization deals with data, and you have repetitive tasks that you do. For instance, um, there is a case that we, we, we did for a customer, customer onboarding or even recruitment. Mm. HR. Every organization has HR department. So as you are recruiting, and then you the people you, you want them to send their CVs, Someone has to now go through the CVs to look at the skill set that you are looking for. Mm-hmm. Why should that be done by someone having to review everybody's CV? Ah,
0: but if there's nobody doing it, who should do it?
2: There is a process that we can build a bot to do that for you. So all you do is you give us the skill set you are looking for. Uh-huh. So you give us the standard. So mm-hmm. let's say A, B, C. These are the five skill sets you are looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. You The documents have been submitted through mail or whatever you have. A mm-hmm. digital form. You know mm-hmm. where they are. Mm-hmm. Now we pick a CV for Philip. Mm-hmm. for example pay for list cv and then we are looking for those skill sets in your cv we scan to the cv and what goes through that once we find it we list you as a potential person that we can recruit wait
0: so is it like some keywords that is looking for and if it finds those keywords then it to automatically put it inside or is it like some sentence specific sentence that you're looking for such that when it finds it se- because okay so hear me out okay. like if i'm sitting in front of you we're having an interview and you're mm-hmm. asking me um, so, in this particular situation, how will leadership style A as against leadership style B sort of help you to manage a particular process? You are looking out for certain qualities or certain answers from me. Now, if a bot is doing it, what is the bot looking out for? <laughs> so,
2: so, what happens is you're going to give the same things you, you'll be looking out for me. Mm. We list that as a template or the standard for which the bot is going to use to mm. search. Mm. You get it. Mm. So, I pick Philip's CV. And the, the, I know the skill set I'm looking for that has been listed. Mm. I look through your CV, and I don't find those skill sets, or even similar skill sets as you have captured in your CV. You are out. I don't shortlist you as part of <laughs> <Philip>. the <laughs> list I'm looking for. You get it. So it's 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 not about someone now
1: going to flip through papers or go and, through. And a lot of people would lose. But here's the, opportunity here's the thing, they, believe it or not, a lot of global companies um, use automation as a way of shortlisting, shortlisting. Um, employee applications yes so for a lot of people who don't know this <laughs> this is this is like this is the truth that mm. for a lot of global companies when you submit your resume mm. they will use automation as a way of shortlisting so sometimes and this is like a whole different conversation Absolutely. people who are that. in you know Um headhunters will, for example, advise you to look at the job description and match your CV. Make sure that the keywords in the job description match what is in your CV. It's because of this. It's exactly because of that. Mm. And here's the thing. Automation is not necessarily, you know, a replacement for... Mm human the human bit right Mm. it's to complement human activity and so that is why we believe in balancing people and process and technology so where for example automation will handle the first round right automation cannot interview a person Mm. face to face Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so there's always you know there's always place for the human is always priority Mm. There's, so it is, it's really about complementing our activities, really, and not taking away from.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my challenge is not really about you know taking away. My my challenge is, computers are you know. It is what it I is. And oh, like you feed in, <laughs> that's what you get out. Like right. I'm just, I'm, I'm yes. just, you know, I don't know if you can help. No, me I think I
3: understand know. your concern, but um let's do a, a, a backtrack here, right? Mm. Picture you doing the actual process of shortlisting these these CVs. Mm. Everything you're going to go through is you're looking out for some keywords. You're looking around the skill sets and, I mean, um, other areas around those skill sets, right? These um, bots we build have AI engines that can do exactly what you're looking for. Mm. And mm. these basic things, for instance, looking for certain keywords, looking for areas. So, for instance, if you look f- um, at a CV... And then let's say you're looking for something around cybersecurity. But then you don't actually see the word cybersecurity. But let's say you see something around ethical hacking, penetration testing. You see those kind of things. The AI engine could look around and say, this guy is related to cybersecurity. And with with that information, it will align Hmm. you with that. So you won't be taken out of that process. So all Hmm. these things are built, and there are AI engines that work with um, the bots to
0: make this happen. What, what it means is that wh- whoever is building these bots mm-hmm. and these AI solutions must have all of these things in mind. Exactly. exactly. Must make sure that, you know, there's. I mean, it's AI, it's artificial intelligence. So <laughs> it should have a lot of this knowledge as as, as a base right. f- with which it's going to make these sort of decisions. Spot on. Right. So, so what, right.
3: one thing we do is we have um, a workshop that allows us to identify or go through the entire process of identifying what the human being will actually do mm. and what he's looking for. Mm. So we call it a process discovery workshop and that will allow us to go through end to end whatever we'll be looking for and what the bot should be able to do. And then we'll advise accordingly mm. and build to suit that. So. Uh, we try and tailor our solutions to the customer, right? So we understand your needs and then tailor. Trust me, digital transformation and then automation, you can't do it alone mm. as, as an organization. Mm. You need a partner that has done it and that understands what goes in, who assists you and guide you through the transformation step.
0: What happens when companies don't know what they want, but they know they need a solution? but they don't they have no experience for example with how solution a is supposed to be or solution b is supposed to be they have no idea about automation processes and things like that like what what typically happens in a situation like that when a company comes for example to you and says you know I want this done but I don't know how it's supposed to be done because typically if you are building a solution like you were saying i must at least have a an appreciation of you know the space i want to get into mm-hmm. But in a situation where, you know, I mean here, how do you work around that?
2: Okay, so what typically happens is that we, we don't even wait for the customers to come to us. Mm. We, we go to them, mm.
3: right?
2: And we sometimes show demonstrations of what happens in other organizations. And most, at times, customers don't know what they want. You're right. Mm. And so once you show them similar demos, it resonates with them, ah, okay, if it can do this, that means I can do this process for me. Mm. Then it starts the conversation. The triggers Exactly. Them. We're able to now use that and then identify more processes because you until you show them what you have they will never know what really your process your your platform can do Mm. so we start with with the engagement we show them some demos and what helps us most is that most of the things we've done for other customers or in other environments we're able to show them similar stuff and then it resonates with them and then we we are able to take it out from them
0: now I also understand that, and and listen, so you're still tuned in to 97.3 CTF, and we're having a conversation around automation and um, trying to get an understanding of how automation can benefit your business, if there is any benefit. Um, And, and, you know, we're just trying to understand and appreciate all of that. Um, And my thoughts while we're having this conversation was around Businesses don't work in vacuums; mm-hmm. they work in collaboration with other businesses. What happens in a case where business A is you know fully or semi automated business B is literally zero automation like how do those two talk to each other and and you know what happens in situations like that typically
1: mm. well, I mean, I think that a lot of people are in various stages of the automation journey right and because of that i think you know it's it's really about finding a way of working that works for everyone Mm. um depending on their business relationship some businesses for example require you to do certain things to be able to keep up Mm. with them um and in situations where it can't be managed then we manage it as is but it's because it's still um relatively new in our region it's something that we believe you know has to take some time for people to sort of slowly accept and integrate into their businesses some some businesses are doing really great um in terms of embracing this but for those who are still you know grappling with (laughs) even Mm. accepting it in the first place Mm. it's, it's it's a slow process and i don't think that you know, businesses will cut out their partners as a result of that. But it's really about showing the willingness to explore and to be innovative, really.
0: But, I mean, look, you know, I don't know how to say this without sounding (laughs) some way, but, you know, you might be the most efficient and you might want to be the most efficient and get your work done as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Some other businesses, you know, just like the pace that they are, you know. This is the way it goes. I'm cool. I'm yeah. chilling. I'm making my money. It's okay. Don't come and rock the boat, you know. And 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 situations like that. How how, for example, from mm. your end, how do you even go about, you know, helping businesses in those sorts of situations, clearly knowing that their partners probably are not on the same you know level as them. How do you get them to you know on board and even get some of their partners to to get in sync? with because it's like you said it's the future of work mm-hmm. it's either you you shape up or you go home mm-hmm. but the truth is the partners are important so you know we we have to be realistic there are businesses in this country who just don't want to have a conversation right. around automation in any way shape mm-hmm. or form mm-hmm. some businesses very very popular ones probably waited almost 10 years before even getting their first POS system like let's be very real about this mm. how do you go around such very difficult positions that some businesses end up taking?
1: I mean, I think there's there's this phrase that's been thrown around so often, innovate or die. Mm. And I think it's so true, still rings true for these sort of businesses because you gave an example of businesses that took so long to even get a POS system. Mm. Um, but if I, for example, want to buy fuel at a fueling station and I get there and I don't have cash and I say to you, uh, do you have a POS system? And they say, "Oh no, madam, I had your issue you POS." So I walk away. Bye bye. So I leave but now, or if I walk into like a, a pharmacy, I remember once. What if the car has
3: already been full? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I beg, no I beg, and I wash no cars.
1: But the truth is, <laughs> but the truth is, you really have to innovate or die. I mm. think what we like to do as technology partners is to really. Try and identify with the pain points that some of these companies that are struggling to embrace this Mm. are going through. We try to show them examples of how this has worked, you know, and to hold their hands, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of support, Mm. a lot of fanatical support Mm. as much as possible. But, you know, you can only push so far. But at a point in time, as a business, you need to make that decision to innovate or die. Mm. Because if your partners are way ahead of you, And you can't keep up with them. Let's be realistic. People will start.
0: Kenneth Kenneth in New Jersey sends a message and says, Philip, I'm based in the US and I'm a security analyst. And I can tell you emphatically that all companies here use bots that have AI engines, that goes through the resumes, that makes it easy to select your resumes that fits the job description. Philip, I
1: only have one word for you. Oyuwa.
0: Oh, <laughs> Oyuwa. Oh, <are. laughs> no, like, Ken, Ken, and, and thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Like, I, I, I completely understand and, and I get that. It's just, you know, it's it's a very scary proposition for a lot of people who are doing the listening. And, you know, I, I, I would like to also voice their... Their, their opinion on, on that. But thank you for that intervention, Ken. Really appreciate it. I hope everything is going on well in New Jersey. Thank you so much for tuning in as well. But, I mean, it's it's clear that there's a certain direction we are all supposed to be headed in. Mm-hmm. It's clear that, you know, if you don't tag along, you're going to be left behind. It's clear that there are obvious advantages. And like you said, it's not everything in the mm-hmm. business that can be automated. Mm-hmm. There are obviously some parts of it where human intervention is supposed to come in. But, I mean, with that said, I mean, how do we even start the journey?
2: Okay, so I think, Philip, to, to start the journey, as Marius mentioned, we first of all have to do a process discovery workshop. We, after, when we start engaging you, we do the process discovery workshop, knowing that not every process can be automated. So we know we have the, the standards of what we are looking out for. So we call them candidates for automation, a process what you do manually sit with you, go through your processes with you and try to find out um, which of, which ones can be automated following the criteria that we have. So it should be a repetitive process. So okay. So in ECL we, we do um we sit with the customer and then we try to do a process scale workshop to find out which processes can be automated. So the candidates that ECL tries to find out will be are they repetitive task, That's the first thing. Are they voluminous tasks? Because there's no point in trying to automate a process that It's not voluminous, just one 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 time process. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so where we can create impacts, there's a repetitive, rule based process, voluminous processes, and processes that are not human dependent. Mm. Human judges are based on human judgment. So, those are the ones that we, once we identify those processes, then we we start engagement on categorization of the process because you might get, let's say, 50 processes. The organization might not be willing to do all 50. So, we face it out as to which ones are more critical. We start with those ones, and then we we go into implementation. the test, we, we deploy it to live. Then the twenty four seven car Supports, is one talking about. We do support as
0: well. So yeah. it's not like you know some solution B is there, and no. then when someone comes, hey, take it. No, no, no,
2: no, no. <laughs> it, it, as Marius mentioned, it, we we tailor it to the customer's needs. So mm. it's not off the shelf solution. Right. We build as easier. We build with the customer from scratch. Right. How you want it, because. Philip, trust me, there can be the same use case or the same scenario for two different organizations. And you go into one organization, it will be different when you get to the second organization. Mm. Because, as we say, no two environments are the same. So you have to build, tailor suit to what the customer wants. And that's what EZO does.
0: Does that not make it complicated for you guys, though? I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, with every single client. That's why Marius is so slim. Look at him. It (laughs) does, but we are happy to do it. (laughs) You You know,
3: at the end of the day, if the customer smiles, and you see, if I am able to automate a process of a bank and then I see um my my older sister trying to send money and then she she makes
0: a successful transaction she's happy I'm happy, I'm happy.
3: yeah, so. you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> now i'm I'm just asking that because I can imagine and i mean obviously and I appreciate you know even what you mentioned about the number of technicians that you have on board but What this means is literally every single business that comes into the conversation, you are building a custom solution for each of them. What it means is that any potential change or shift will have to have a custom solution to that. And I'm just wondering, in terms of capacity and impact on your business, what does that mean?
2: I think, Philip, most of the times what what happens is we, we are, it's like, Going to see someone who has opened the command prompt, the mm. black screen, and you think the person is. What is the person doing, but you sitting there, you know what you are doing, right? Some of the things that even trying to tell them make it to a customer to a customer, we know what we do. It's not as as. Difficult as you might see, right. but it could be the same thing we are doing, but in a different way, just to satisfy the customer. Right. So that's what it's. It's, right. it's something that, that is. It's
0: there. I got that. I got that. Well, listen. Um, your thoughts are welcome. 0549-86-996. You can also send us a message on Twitter using the hashtag C I T I nine seven three, um C I T I T R E N D S on Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S, City trends on Twitter, just send your messages through. Well, I mean, so, I mean, with, with, with all those questions and, and cloudy issues out out of the way, I just want to get, you know, deeper into what, you know, you guys offer as well as as, as a business, you know. Walk us through some of the, the options available if I walk through the door, if I call, or if I send a message on in, in any of your social platforms. What are some of the services that are available for me if I should you know, pop up as a, as a potential customer.
1: Okay. Um, well, we'd love to have you at the office. You should pass by sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so Enterprise Compute, you can call us ECL. Um, we are a Pan-African tech-based organization. Um, and, you know, our solutions range from hybrid cloud infrastructure, you know, robotic process automation. We've already touched on all of the business process automation mm. solutions um hybrid cloud infrastructure. I've already touched on that. Backup and recovery, archival and retention, um, and on and on and on.
3: You forgot about security.
1: Cybersecurity. Cyber
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I was actually coming to that yes. as my last yes. question.
1: Yes. So I mean for us we are really passionate about digital growth in Africa. Um, which is why we are not just here in Ghana. We have a really fast-growing Pan-African presence in the region. Mm. And we are very excited about, you know, the, the, everyone says tech is the future. Mm. And so we we are happy to be a part of that, you know, you know, blazing the trail, leading the conversation in, in, in all of those areas. When you come to our office... It's you know it's almost like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> if you love tech it's like a kid in a candy shop. Right, right. The options are limitless and so we would love to have you and mm. you know anyone else that's interested in seeing real growth in the business as far as technology
0: is concerned. That's interesting but mm. you know like you know was mentioned when we talk tech we can't go without talking security. Yeah. A security conversation and obviously with the kind of data that you are processing on a daily basis, the solutions that you provide, there will obviously be those questions about the security side of the COVID. Like, what? Tell us about some of the infrastructure that you have in place. Tell us about some of the things that you know, typically pop up that you, 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 can, easily, you can deal with and, and, and some of the security questions that anybody might have in mind and, and, and your readiness to, to resolve.
3: Okay. Um Philip. So let me try and limit this towards this conversation, right? Mm. Um when it comes to robotic process automation as we've discussed, um, there are you see, because it's a software application, by all means, there are security implications something, there.
0: Something will happen.
3: Something <laughs> something something will happen, something can happen, right? Once you are you are you are a software and then it's code that's running running you something like that can happen mm. okay and you know that there are certain advantages that goes with running a bot or using bots right mm. you shield users from handling sensitive data because the bot is doing that mm. users are able to log in um you can do encrypt password encryptions you can do multi-factor authentications um that is a way of securing access to these bots that run sensitive data, right? You can handle things like encryption and all these, if you hadn't automated these processes and um, the user was doing it alone, you know that he's prone to user errors. But with a bot handling this, things like security, um, audit trails, you know, you you perform what we call accountability. So you know who does what at every point in time because of the audit trails, and because of the user access you've given him. Mm. And speaking of access, you're able to limit access to um, individuals or users based on their rules. So we call them rule-based access, right? And you can limit users based on their rules. And um, you know, this guy just runs, this guy just approves, this guy just does this when it comes to bots creation. Mm. And so all these things tie up into security as a whole. Of course, there are some negative things mm. because since it's software, a malicious attacker can do something, you come and then do something. Someone can just come and just shut down the entire server and then the, the bot doesn't run. Once, bye the bye. Bot, once the bot doesn't run, that whole process is flawed, right. right? So there are a lot of implications there. But one of the ways we counter that is in terms of people gaining unauthorized access and all that, we can handle it with multi-factor authentication where you can steal someone else's credential. Let's say you're my superior. I want to approve something on your behalf. I can steal your credential alright, but um, the multi-factor of, uh, authentication comes in because you have something you know, which is your username and password, and then there's another layer which is something you have, which is maybe your phone. Mm. And it will send a code to your phone, but do I have access to your phone No, So I'll be blocked there, right? Another aspect is, for instance, there's, the server goes down. And there's, you know, when you lose availability, there's a security implication there because if right now I go on city website and then I deface the website or I take it down, there is unavailability there and then users cannot interact with the website, and that's could be that's a security implication. I could tell that I've hacked you, mm-hmm. right? So all these things play a part in um, the security of the bots. Okay, so we are trying to um, say that you work with the. RPA, when I say RPA, I mean robotic process automation, you work with the RPA best prax- practices, right? Okay. Because there are best practices that you follow in building these applications and this is where you need um, a partner that has done it several times and knows where and where to touch to make sure that the system is secure. Also, because it's software, you can easily run vulnerability scans mm-hmm. periodically to make sure that it is devoid of any defect and then you can patch it regularly right so these are a lot of areas in security that we touch on when it comes to um, robotic process automation
0: i see um oh um phil imagine that a company puts out a job offer indeed um and indeed on linkedin and they have over 200 people applying who will give the time to go through all these two hundred applications, when they need to fill the position as soon as possible, it also limits too much human interference in the selection process, and that's coming from Ken. Ken, thank you so much for for that input, then, and, and I, I I completely agree. Sometimes you get to like over a thousand mm. um, people, you know, applying, and um, I mean, well, look, I, I understand the need for the automation, but also there is a bigger conversation to be had around orienting the people who are actually getting or trying to get into these job roles or trying to move up in a job role or, you know, once, you know, some processes within the business are automated and there is you know, a training that's supposed to happen, yeah. it's 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 very clear that there needs to be a certain upskilling yeah. um, from 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 the people, people within the business. So I mean yes, it's 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 important that we automate, but it's also for us to important for us to look at the other side of it, which is the people who are trying to get into either those roles or who are already in those roles trying to upskill you know how we take them along mm-hmm. on that journey and I think that's a very important yeah. um, journey that uh, or vision that we need to make mm-hmm. um, you know in in the world of work so anyway I'm wrapping up is, is there anything else that um, Yvonne you, you would like us to to, to touch on because I have just one more question before before we wrap up <laughs> on the conversation today
1: um I guess I would say thank you for having us. <laughs> Am I getting we ahead of you <laughs>
0: I was actually going to ask like, how people can get in touch with you guys.
1: Well, okay. So, um, Enterprise Computing, you can shoot us an email, solutions at eclglobal.com. So, the eclglobal is ecl-global.com or you can check our website out, eclglobal.com. Um, we are always on, always ready.
0: <laughs> are you available on socials as well? Yes,
1: and Computing Official. You can check us out huh? on Facebook. Oh, Ent- and <laughs> Miracle <laughs> Mir- <laughs> too much on <laughs> Ent computing, so that's ENT computing. Okay. Official. So on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Follow us. We have an interesting page.
0: So once we hit you up on any of these, yes, we we're can begin we're happy. Our, our we, yes, we're happy to start the conversation. From there. From there. Yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Anyway, wrapping up comments, um, let's let's hear from the gentleman and we'll wrap it up with um Yvonne later. Who wants to I think Maras start. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what I would like to say is
3: that we need organizations need to have um a culture towards change and then embracing technology mm. because if the company culture doesn't accept change, it means that um they would they wouldn't be able to get to the point where they attain digital and light enlightenment mm. and that wouldn't help, and you'll be left back in the automation process now automation is no more um a nice to have something. It is a, a must, must have, thing. right? So right. I'll end with
0: that. Right. It's a must have, right? It's a must have.
2: Well, I think also that, um, as Maris mentioned, it's a must have, and I think we should move away from people trying to work hard, from and for for people to work smart, because I think smart work is is the new is the new, is a the new, new cool. ish. Uh-huh. <laughs> so people should um, um, embrace change and try to automate because. Once process are automated, um, bots don't go on leave. They don't get sick, they don't go on break and to get Philip angry when he gets to the back and
0: home. <laughs> I so know we'll right. That's what that is it. true.
1: We can we can look at.
0: Everyone.
1: Philip, so I'll just say manual so school. Man. Man also automation is a new code. Get with the program. You say that. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. Thank nice you one. Thank Nice Nice one. Us. So
0: we've had Mario's with Yeah. Um, who is um, ISMS manager. Basically, he's a tech guy <laughs> in the team. Um, he's the tallest in the team as well.
1: He's our a, he's a, he's
0: a, <laughs> mark. What, <that> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> the tallest oh, I mean, the team? I mean, what can I say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had Ivo DeChampton as well, who's head of marketing communications yeah. at EECL. Mm-hmm. And then we have Frank um, Amwening, who you heard loudly. It's usually said, that um, the shortest in the room is a <laughs> um, who's a software lead Pardon? and short lives matter too. <laughs> yeah, short lives matter too. Maris, want? Here, I want. <laughs> um, we've been having a conversation with the three of them um about understanding the role of automation in your business, and um basically that is what their business does. Their business is focused on automation, and like you heard, um, it is not a one-size-fits-all, it is thoroughly discussed with you. Um, your business is properly analyzed and you know where it fits is where they actually make it fit and make it work Mm -hmm. um and you know they handle everything from the onboarding to all of that just to make sure that your business is not left behind and so Yvonne I'd just like to wrap up with this one if you could just give us um the contact if there are any contact numbers or any other information possibly um that listeners need to have in order to contact you guys please
1: Sure thing. Thank you, Philip. So we can be reached um, on 246 um, 896 One more time, that's 246 um, 896 Our website is www.eclglobal.com. So that's ecl-global.com. Uh, and you can also check us out on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram at Enterprise Computing Official. Nice. Thank
0: you. Nice. Thank you so much, um, gentlemen and lady. It's been a pleasure having you. And thank you for doing the listening wherever you are listening from, including those from, I think, New Jersey. Uh, big shout-outs to all of you um, for, for getting in touch as well. And really, appreciate um, your making time to join us on the show. The show will be available as a podcast first thing tomorrow. So, um, you know, you can just check out any of your podcast platforms and you can access the show from there. big thank you to the production team as well. For helping to put the show together, my name is Philip Pashon. Till next week, stay techy.